0: with so much to play for nothing seemed to go right for the Alani in their home finale senior day against Purdue as they lose 31-24 joined by Robert Rosenthal from board.com now for the Sunday no huddle Robert we'll get your initial thoughts they fall the 7 and 3 with a loss no longer in the driver's seat in the Big 10 West and like i said penalties seem to be the big issue just nothing going right
1: yeah it's certainly you know it's a big deflation from Uh, Where things had been two weeks ago, you know, it reminds me of the 19. Let's see, what year would it be? 1990 season. Um, You know, Illinois starts out hot, gets the November ranked in the driver's seat for the Rose Bowl. Uh, Iowa coming to town. We talked about this two weeks ago, you know, and they lose that game to Illinois fans refer to as the Nick Bell game. The Iowa running back had more than 200 yards. Then they lose the next week to Michigan and. All these hopes and dreams fall flat. They had been as high as ranked fifth, and it all kind of fell apart there in November. And this feels like the same thing. You start 7-1, and one and you start thinking about Big Ten title games and, you know, these dream scenarios of what if they did beat Michigan or Ohio State or whatever. You know, that's all gone now. You go back to, okay, it's 7-3, and three. let's reset here
0: and see what's left in these last three games. What have you seen on the field these past two weeks? If we do a little bit of analysis of the games, Michigan State, Purdue, first time this season that they've lost back to back games. You know, if we compare that to that stretch of, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, those games, it just doesn't seem like the same team. And there's just maybe, you know, Tariq Barnes even said they had pressure on themselves coming into this game. And it almost seemed like you could see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the obvious thing is you look at the 31 on the scoreboard. Yeah. You know, we were talking three, four weeks ago of, like, is any team going to get to 20 on this Illinois defense and, and such? <coughs> so, giving up those big plays has been the thing. You know, there's a lot of talk about that, you know, the interception that Devin Witherspoon had that was called back for, you know, a, a, off, or a pass interference on him. So, it's, it's still Purdue ball. And the very next play, they, they strike for a touchdown. Um, and those are the play. That touchdown, that's the play that wasn't given up. The big third down conversions that Purdue, Purdue got, those were the plays that weren't given up. You know, in the first seventy games of the season, and showed up again. So, you know, in a sense, it's kind of like the Indiana game. Those those big stops that had happened week after week after week, suddenly they were they were gone again.
0: Yeah, and football is such a momentum. Game, you know, I, I don't think that you know I, Illinois ha- has completely fallen off the map or anything like that. It's not like the sky is falling, you know. If these two win or games weren't back to back, they just were placed in different parts of the season. It's still a really good year, seven and three at this point. But you know, football momentum—it's just the way that it works sometimes, where you rely on the defense so much. Some of those plays you were avoiding early in the season, now you can't seem to avoid them
1: yeah it's it's one of those yeah it say this season was played differently and Illinois got to the Northwestern game at five and six with a chance to go to a bowl given the preseason expectations five and six going into Northwestern would have been a dream scenario you know a chance against a bad Northwestern team to go to a bowl game now you flip it around and seven and three feels disappointing at this point because of you know what? That's what I wrote about in my post-game article. Of like, the stakes got higher. The stakes got as high as they've been in a long time. This was a real game with massive implications for a ranked Illinois team. Um, you know, the last two weeks, and and both of them failed. So it's it's a reset. It's a step back, and it's okay. Reevaluate. Two games left. You know what can
0: you do at Michigan? Yeah, and now you could even say or hope that. Without maybe that kind of pressure, Illinois can play maybe more free going up there to a, a really good Michigan team, and maybe that's a, a nice recycling of sorts that they don't have that pressure of controlling their own destiny and can just go and play a really good Wolverine team.
1: Yeah, the biggest concern I would say right now is some of the injuries. You know, is yeah. you know, is Taz Nicholson out for the year? You know, that was that was maybe the biggest maybe glaring thing yesterday when you when you thought about it, it is okay. Uh, Taz Nicholson goes out, something with his wrist or something, and, and you know, he's had the concussion issues and such. Um, the backup, Terrell Jennings was out, so it was the fourth stringer, uh, Strain, who was in there. Tyler Strain gets the pick, I mean, he gets an interception, that's great for the, your fourth corner, but then he goes out. So now they moved a safety, plan, kind of the Quan Martin star position guy, Xavier Scott, he moves to the, he's the fifth corner. And, you know, we've talked about it most of the season. This is a game being played by a thin Illinois team, but the first ring is really good. When you're down to your fifth cornerback, now you're playing a true freshman. And now, you know, so things start to lower a little and things start to get away from you a little. And, you know, it's, it's just if the depth isn't there, that's, what, that's why some of these teams that are in the top 10 are there in November because they're down to their third middle linebacker, but he's still a junior with a lot of experience who's – you know, played, the programs are strong, everything else. So that's probably the concern in these last two games is, okay, as a few of these injuries start to pile up and Illinois is down to its fifth cornerback, okay, what, what does that mean for how they're going to, you know, scheme against Michigan and Northwestern?
0: Have you poured over all of the chances and the odds as far as who wins the, the messy big 10 West? Now I saw the chart that went around Twitter today. Uh,
1: I just glanced at it to see what... uh, The fan in me can't handle that chart yet, you know? (laughs) The fan in me sees that chart and can only think, two home wins and this chart goes away and it would have been clinched by now. Two home wins in a game where you're favored by 17 and you're favored by seven. You just take care of business in those two games and there's no need for this chart. So that's a painful chart for me right now. Uh, I'll get there eventually and say, you know, hey, knock off Michigan and everything changes. You know, that'll that'll come as the week goes. But today is one of those. I I don't even want to acknowledge college football. (laughs) exists.
0: Well, it has Illinois about at a 13% chance to still win the division. If we look back at this season as a whole, like I said earlier, it's so tough having these games back to back where if they were sprinkled into the season being seven and three with Mm -hmm. two games to go would be such a win for this program right now when you look back and consider it all you know the, being in year two of Brett Bielema and having a team that performs like this I mean your reaction today knowing everything that we do over the last two games is still what
1: I think I said it last week that seven wins was my line for this season uh, <coughs> you know you get the winning season that you haven't had once you get to seven everything else is gravy so once I get all this out of my head and I can sort it out I'll see this as look there are seven wins On a team that was supposed to win, you know, according to Vegas, 4.5 wins was the over. So if you bet, you know, if you're a gambling person, you you cashed your ticket a month ago. Mm -hmm. So there's still, you know, big picture, it's still rosy. Focus in on the opportunity that was here and the opportunity that doesn't come along in Champagne very often mm-hmm. and how that opportunity went away. That's that's still going to sting for a while.
0: Does that give you hope though from what the progression from year two or year one to year two, you know, there's still one more year with divisions and we know how good Brett Bielema it turns out is mm-hmm. at coaching in the Big Ten West. How do you think they can use just this year as a sounding board?
1: 100% it's it's a positive and it's it's moving the program forward. I would compare it to what was done in 1990 by John McEvick of, look, they got to number five and they only finished eight and four. And you know, when they were number five in the country, there were thoughts of, hey, you already knocked off Colorado. This could be a, you could be playing for a title if you get to the Rose Bowl and all that. All that went away and you were still like, wait, this is a great coaching staff. They still got them to eight and four after Jeff George left, keep Makovic here forever. He only lasted one more year and went to Texas. <laughs> Um, and, and it's the same feeling now like, you know, the fans believe in the staff. They did get them to seven and three. These are two disappointing games, but the trajectory of the program. Look when was the last seven win regular season 15 years ago. So to be there in year two, you know, the
0: overall picture is really strong. As we look at the final three guaranteed games, like I said, still the chance some, some things need to happen outside of their control for that big 10 championship game, but to regular season and the bowl game as well. What would be success and positive momentum moving forward from those games in the next year in the off season?
1: An eight win regular season, getting that, even if you lose to Michigan, beating Northwestern, getting that trophy, keeping it in champagne for two years in a row. And it looks like Northwestern is gonna be one in 10 going into that game. <clears throat> so winning that game and keeping that momentum would be huge. Uh, you know, if you, if it's seven and five, and that means four losses to, uh, in November, that's a bit of a rough kind of thing to sell in the future. Eight and four looks right. So it's one more win uh, to get to that, wow, this was a really excellent season, and then go have some fun in the bowl game and and you know let the fans travel and see what, what can happen in, in bowl season and really sell that into recruiting into next year.
0: Do you have a preference on the bowl game?
1: Uh, I want to go somewhere warm. I've wanted to be <laughs> at one of the Florida bowls. Illinois hasn't been in one of the Florida bowls since 1990. I would love to go back down somewhere warm, especially, especially after sitting in the stands yesterday. So, um, <clears throat> warmth is the key. I would, you know, maybe it might not be Citrus Bowl at this point, but that uh, it used to be the Outback Bowl, now called the ReliaQuest Bowl. Uh, that's kind of the target. That New Year's Day, I guess it's played on January 2nd this year because of an NFL Sunday. But uh, get to that January 2nd New Year's Bowl, and 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 that's. Uh, you know, that would be
0: great. I've kind of circled maybe the the Mayo Bowl in Charlotte as kind of a fun one. Last year with Shane Beamer pulling off the stunt and getting the Mayo dumped on him. Do we think Brett Bielema would be down for that if they I, made that bowl? I think
1: he would go for that. Um, I mean, another great bowl would be the Music City Bowl. That's right. You know, fans could travel to Nashville. It's not that far of a drive. You're in Nashville, New Year's Eve bowl game. You know, that would be pretty fun. So, yeah, there's still fun things ahead. Uh, you know, once we get out from under all these clouds.
0: I was going to say, I, I hope that this conversation brightens the day maybe a little bit for some Illini fans after mm-hmm. uh, the unfortunate past two weeks. There there are still fun things to look forward to, I think, is the biggest thing. Yes. And, uh, you know, could possibly even a fun game against Michigan. Illinois 2-0 and on the road against ranked teams with Brett Bielema on the sideline. We're not going to count Iowa. He wasn't on the sideline. For and the let's season. remember that, that uh, you know, <laughs> Michigan is
1: fully focused now on <laughs> Ohio State. You know, the, there's this, oh, Illinois lost to Michigan State and they lost to Purdue. That's not the concern anymore. Let's get ready for Ohio State. It's the game of the century once again, you know, that type of thing. So this is a, a place for the Illinois defense, still solid, to maybe sneak in
0: there and make some noise. Still all one score games as far as the losses this year. So it could be an interesting one in Michigan. Uh, Robert, I think we'll talk to you after that one. Hopefully, a fun one to talk about. And I know it's going to be cold, but if it's going to be cold, give me some flurries in Michigan. I
1: I would love it. A November game in the big house with flurries would be great. Look, all of my friends are going to be in Vegas in the sun, in the pool, going to the two basketball games. I'm going to be in Ann Arbor. Yes, I'd love a few flurries in the air and some
0: echoes of the 1993 game would be great. Oh, it gives me chills just thinking about that. He's Robert from IlliniBoard.com. Robert, we'll talk again next week. Thanks.